Hello and welcome to my podcast. My name is Paul Levon and I am your host for Thoughts and Everything. We're going to be talking about lots of different things. Uh, for example, money, money in politics, money in business, money in sports, <coughs> lots of money everywhere. But we're also going to try to draw a, a divide between what is needed and what is wanted in this country. For example, we need transportation. So we'll definitely be talking about that. And other exciting things like the movie industry. Our guest today is a Hollywood aspirant. This episode is brought to you by Redmond Life. Simple, clean, and real. Redmond Life products include real salt, relight, organic seasoning, earth paste, earth powder, Redmond clay, and Redmond apparel. Available at a natural food store near you or at redmond.life.com. Also available on our website. Okay, our guest today is Mike, a Hollywood aspirant who teaches acting. Um, so we're going to be talking about movies and politics and multidimensional uh, elements. So I hope you enjoy. Yeah, I like movies that have like, you know, the the, uh, the journalist that goes to like overseas and then suddenly gets, um, suddenly is uh, abducted by the, uh, by the evil government, that type of sure. stuff. Yeah. See, that's a good movie. I, I like movies. I like movies like that, even though because in real life, these are the people who just like the the real the real journalists are like, I told them not to go. They said don't go, and they 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 went. So they're they're now they're now they're dead. But but they're martyrs. They're like you know, like like they're you know, the same status as like a veteran soldier that saved like fifty people off a, you know, and took his own life off the uh, the falling uh, a boat or whatever. Yeah. Or what? What's the name well, of that I mean, guy? What's the name of that guy who was um, abducted by the Saudi prince? What was his name? Uh, I mean, the guy who was just killed uh, a couple years ago, Khashoggi. Yeah, Khashoggi. yeah, Khashoggi. Yeah, see, he's. I don't think he's like a. I don't think he's the kind of person that you would. When you think about him, he wasn't like. He must have just like said something negative. I don't think he was that much of a, um, like trouble causer. I think he was just like said something, you know, he's just like talking the prince decided to have him killed. Well, he was just critical, I believe, wasn't he? I mean, I, I don't even... Who was he? Yeah, there was some criticism, but I mean, he was expressing his rights as a journalist, free press rights, and obviously the the, the crown prince did not um, accept that. And so you would him. know more about this than I would. So obviously here we have freedom of the press and all that, but in other countries that don't have our constitution and or bill of rights, is that well within their purview? You're talking about civics class? In or... other countries, unlike here in America, in other countries, no, I, yeah, well, I mean, well, we're not talking, that's something, you know, like freedom of the press is like a big issue, like worldwide. I mean, when we think about like, and that, that, like, that there's a lot of movies about that, like, um, especially like, what was that movie where the uh, Cambodia, the Khmer Rouge, the one where the the uh, the two chicks get kidnapped or they end up in jail. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of movies like that where you know the foreign journalist goes to uh, South America and um, yeah, wasn't know, that Salvador for the American for democracy and then they um, they get killed or something. Yeah, yeah, Salvador. I think James Woods, Oliver Stone, good movie. Yeah, I think that was Salvador. I like <sighs> District. I like District Nine. Yeah, District, District was, uh, alien rights, man. Alien well, I mean, rights, yeah. My understanding was all that that dude 
Blomkamp is from South America, and all, I'm sorry, South Africa, and all he yeah. was doing was dealing with apartheid, but using alien as the other the con- conceptually. Of, uh, well, concept. I guess you could say conceptually, but I think it was a good movie because, like, it was inclusive to African Americans in the fact that African Americans were allowed to uh, were allowed to participate in in prejudice. Per se, you know, they, well, they've, I, I don't say, but like it included African-Americans as like a reflection of, I wouldn't say it was like, okay, we're letting, you know, but it was, it was, it was a, an ex, like an artistic expression in, in many ways. And like the human race against another alien race. And, you know, they, they demonstrated, you know, their, their prejudice that way. Sure. Because I mean, South Africa is a prejudiced country. I mean, there's no, no bones about it. Um, even though I mean, they've, they've they've recently um, they've recently brought about a lot of changes in the country, which is great, but I'm sure like the the power base, the power structure, and well, actually no, there's been a lot of like shuffling around as far as power structure goes in, in South Africa. Um, you know, another good movie is the one with uh, DiCaprio, Blood, Blood Diamond. Diamond. Yeah, that was a good movie. trying to think of some i mean i guess for me it's uh you know the the big three are um the post uh all the president's men yeah well the president's men i that's one thing like that i talk heavy about that in the podcast about that that was really one of the big journalistic uh, maneuvers but it was like the last in my opinion i think that was the last big push of print journalism uh, against nixon and but I mean Nixon, by that time Nixon had already like ruined everything for, because Nixon was heavy on on, you know, on his image, on his TV image. So he basically just took his TV image and took that as far as he could to the point where it was like just Nixon on TV and everyone likes him. You know, it sounded professional. I mean, when you look at Nixon, he sounds like a, you know, he sounds like a. But you notice, don't you notice there's something weird about it? Like, you're like, that's pretty cool for a president, you know? No, I always thought he was a piece of shit. Oh, you did? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I've, I've, I, I thought he was, I thought he was awesome. I was like, oh, look, he's pretty, because that's his image. He has his image, but you're not, yeah. His I image mean, is like, oh, look, he looks intelligent. He looks smart. It sounds like he cares, you know? So, so okay. That's <laughs> one of the things that, uh, so what was it that, I guess you're just, were you looking at like one-sided thing where you're so, looking okay, at it like this from, just, from like Mike's perspective? I mean, yeah, just purely from me. Okay, so you have so Mike. Some, yeah, so, okay. So I feel like there are some people that just have the ability to be relaxed with a camera or on a stage or that. So like, that's not Nixon. Nixon. No, he invented that. Look. Like he's actively that's Trump. like he's t- yeah that, that was active he took that from ed sullivan and he uh, yeah it's like it's like you're on the ed sullivan show like you know having and that's the thing with nixon i say this i said this before in the podcast i said that if you if you he's like you're not supposed to eat dinner with nixon because that's like you know the nuclear family you're supposed to have it at the table or you're in the dining room but not you know, in front of the tv so that's where he, he'll get you as you're eating your food and he's and he'll just like kind of lull you to to sleep and then just sit you know be like yeah i actually just watched <laughs> something about uh 
it was it's a CNN documentary, a four-parter called 1968. And they talked about how he changed oh, okay. he changed the way elections were run because he controlled it, I guess, from top to bottom. He left nothing to chance. So any event that he had, they had top to bottom. Oh yeah. Big time. Um, yeah. They had all the questions already laid out for him. So there was like oh yeah. Prizes. That's the thing. Bush was the same way. It just like Bush, but I mean, no one yeah. Really, yeah, no one really questioned Bush as much. Well, anyway, yeah, they, they started to... questioning him, but then um, after 9-11, then it just kind of it started. Things started going more his way, um, I think. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it's but fear. speaking of that, spe yeah, well, fear, yeah, fearful. Do you but want like some Oliver, uh, Oliver Stone want, movies? Do you want I'm some sorry, trivia? With sure. The, with Nixon and Star Wars yeah so apparently george lucas wait hold on hold on hold on a second cue the music okay go ahead so apparently george lucas based emperor palpatine on nixon i could see that and uh the ewok war of return of the jedi was uh, -huh. uh based on vietnam oh i i could see that and but i don't think that's a something you should be proud of though is that something <laughs> i mean i didn't say just yeah. proud but i just you know i was imagining to myself well lucas is, is by far like royalty in hollywood so i mean uh, well spielberg more i think isn't spiel steven spielberg above well okay let's not get into these details we're not interested in that kind of stuff but we are interested in um what was the two, the two movies we talked about salvador uh have you seen nixon the movie yeah, Hopkins. Yeah, that was a good movie. Um, and then, have you seen 9-11? Uh, no. 9-11 was a good movie, yeah. Who's in that one? Uh, Nicolas Cage. Oh, you mean World Trade Center? Oh, World. yes, I'm sorry, World Trade Center. Where he's a fireman? Fire person? Fire people? Yes, yes he is a no, uh, fire professional. By the time that came around, I don't want to use the word desensitized, but I had kind of gotten to a place for myself where I just didn't want to see any more of that tragedy like it did. Well, it was saturated. Yeah, definitely saturated. Yeah, I had already kind of, I, don't, I mean, I don't want to say made my peace with it, but made my bones with it. I'm just, it was horrible. I don't need to keep getting reminded of how horrible right, right. it was, you know. On 9 yeah. 11, you know, I'll take a moment and consider things, or yeah. just because I personally I don't like what was done with it politically. Like instead of this watershed moment where the populace could have come together and um, you know tried to invigor the middle and lower classes, and it just turned into have fear. You seen, have you seen W? Yes. That's a good move. And and what about uh, Vice? Have you seen Vice? Yes, Vice was my favorite part of Vice. Great movie, yeah. Is, uh, to be honest with you, I don't know how, I mean, well, no, I know how, but it's, to me, a tragedy. Christian Bale doesn't win that Oscar that year. Yeah, or, he had, who was, yes, heavy competition. Wasn't there heavy competition against an, with another actor? I mean, <laughs> heavy competition in that he didn't win the oscar but um yeah. 
it was for what I felt was a pretty unimpressive performance uh, in the Bohemian Rhapsody movie. Oh, yeah, Rami Malek won it. Yeah, I think it was more. Yeah, I think that had more to do with, uh, you know, uh, a political, not political necessarily, a cultural shift that seemed to be taking place, which, uh, you know, don't get me wrong, it's yeah. necessary, but it wasn't, I think, for the work, it was because. I mean, he- I'm not saying, yeah, I'm saying it was more, yeah, you're right, though. But yeah, W. I mean, W was a really good movie, I think. But yeah, you're right. And like the two, you're talking about like the uh, 2004 election. Yeah. Yeah. Someone should should have a movie about that. About should should uh, write a movie about the 2004 election. Well, I've yeah. seen a couple documentaries about the 2000 election. Oh yeah, there's tons on that. But yeah, the one that I just saw, I think was what was it? That's called? George. That's George Bush's playbook. Um, uh, similar to Jay Leno's playbook, called <laughs> "Call the Leader of NBC, Call the Leader, uh, Call the, uh, the the Leaders of, of America, the Supreme Court, and Take Back the uh, Presidency from Al Gore." Or from yeah, I, I, to this day, I need to sit down with someone a lot smarter than me and explain to me how. I guess you know, and uh, to be honest with you, I'm even having trouble electoral with electoral politics. Now. Yeah, that's stuff's Have confusing. You been keeping track of all of the Republican legislatures' attempt at voter suppression recently, like the past seven to eight days? Um, no, I have not. Have they introduced new legislation? All kinds, and it's all it's all to keep voters in lower income areas from voting. I, I, to my to my knowledge, in the Supreme Court, where there was a case that's coming up, and the uh, lawyer who is attempting the suppression actually called voting a zero-sum game. Like that's the exact word. So it, it's for voting this- a zero-sum game. So you're saying that in order for the in order for there to be winners, there have to be losers, right? Yes. Right. You can't. And, take, um, you have to. Uh, when you're taking, you have, when when you get, you have to take. So, in, or when you give, you someone else takes. That's what he's saying, and I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I think an election is just, in my opinion, it's just a, a straight count of the way, the individuals of a certain area feel about two people. I don't see it right. as a game. It's. So anyway, you don't want to talk oh, yeah. about all so, that. Well, a lot of that's a game. I mean, I talk about the game. That's one thing about movies. It's hard to put like the game of politics into perspective um, because then you're kind of, first of all, you know, the machine of Hollywood wouldn't, wouldn't allow that, I don't think. Um, because I mean, unless they're making fun of it. like Yeah, know. well, sat- satirically, I guess. Um, and, you know, the, the machine of Hollywood is pretty liberal, but um, they still don't want to, you know, a lot, and but there's a lot of powerful people who put a lot of money into politics, you know, in in Hollywood, um, and so they don't want to, you know, they're not going to put the cards on the table and say like this is what's really happening because then that would kind of take away their advantage. I think. I mean, I don't know. I don't really necessarily see Hollywood money as an advantage. To me, it's no different than you know corporate money going to the uh, conservatives. Well. Yeah, well, yeah, the corporate money also, but the thing about corporate money is the corporation, I guess, I mean, are these individuals in corporations or are they people who are 
um, or they, the corporation itself, because the corporation itself is putting, there's no, there's no, you're not really putting a gamble. It's like, well, um, our company um, is supporting this politician. I mean, and, shit, according to Citizens United, aren't they the same thing? The, uh, yes, a corporation is technically a, that's a good movie. I like a corporation becomes like a, an AI corporation. That's just like, I'm the corporation. <laughs> that should be that's something. just nuts. But yeah, movie idea. Yeah, I was um, copyright. Um, if you get a chance, um, Judas and the Black Messiah is a really good, uh, it's a really good movie. Um, What's it called? Judas and the Black Messiah. It's on um, HBO Max. It just talks about- Is that, that's a, is that a, a brand new movie or? Yeah, uh, it's been out for about two weeks. I think it'll be out for another 10 or 12 days. Oh, okay. Before it gets pulled. Um, Oh, you know what was an interesting one? I mean, it's been out since the summer. Was the trial of the Chicago Seven? Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that was nominated for the Oscars, wasn't it? Uh, they haven't had nominations yet, but it's it's you know a, okay. a for a nomination most probably. Yeah. But, uh, that yeah, yeah that's that interesting. Was, I mean, I that you know learning about that and watching those documentaries, it's one of those situations, for me at least, that shows the power of a documentary the power of the image because i remember studying that in school and not really you know like not granted i was probably a much different person at what 17 years old but it, i don't oh, remember yeah. it having sorry go ahead when you were 17 you're saying you saw it when you were 17 no um meaning i when i studied that the first time oh oh, oh yeah riots. okay like i didn't it didn't have that big of effect on me I, i'm not I'm not saying I sided with Daly, but I don't think I necessarily sided with the protesters. I have a feeling I was. Oh, you mean like Abby Hoffman and those people? Yeah, like I think I probably saw both of them as bad guys. Uh, well, the point is that that uh, you should. I mean, it would have been interesting to be there, you know, see what happens and witness what, what was happening. I mean, if I was there, I probably would have got the crap beat out of me. Brown skin, remember? Are you, are you well? You know, Browns, but you're not. You're not African. You don't have any. Af you have a, African blood in you, or? Nope, not. Well, actually, hold on. According to Twenty Three and Me, I think I have like two point five. Let me check. Yeah. Have you done one of those? Uh, you... My mom has actually. But I have like people in my family have. I have not. I'm not too crazy about that. Meeting lost, long lost cousins and whatnot. I told, I mean, it didn't tell me anything I didn't already have a pretty strong guess about. But for me, it's more, um, it was fun to, like I found out on here, uh, let's see, I'm 1.5% Ashkenazi Jewish. So, Mazel tov. <laughs> so I took a picture of that and I sent it to my Jewish friends, you know, brother, sister. And then I think I had a uh, acting teacher who was Swedish. And I think I have like 0.8%, <laughs> you know, 0.8% of that area of the world. And uh, so it's fun for that sort of stuff. But, you know, the thing I like about that stuff though, is it, it in, in a strange way in breaking down people to their parts as the whole, I think it kind of also allows conversation in that, Definitely, you know, yeah. 
it's not that much different like you know i am these things and it has shaped me physically and allowed a certain amount of pride like i after you doing that thing i've done some reading into the aztec and into their mythology and seeing how things aztecs are, yeah i don't yeah. think they've done enough movies about the aztecs or the incas and uh, have you ever seen the movie the mission uh with de niro yeah yeah i i mean it keeps Jeremy coming audience. up in my life i wonder if i should <clears throat> i heard the music it's a good movie yeah good good score good movie um scantily clad natives nice um but yeah it's a really sad movie though it's really it's kind of sad it shows the entire how these people in the in the rainforests just were completely removed just decimated and decimated yeah just sad however it was still a good movie and good score good good music with it and when i was in film school i made a joke i mean partly a joke partly a political statement i was someone someone's gathering and uh somebody had was, was talking about their ancestors or something then <laughs> i yeah. said uh i come from a bloodline of uh every uh, every major people that lost a war throughout time <laughs> yeah. and he didn't get that i was joking but you know, it's funny, like everyone loves imperialism until they have to, you know, deal with someone like me who will openly joke about it to their face. I had a buddy sure. who was a, uh, he's a history teacher. Um, our friendship has, actually, oddly enough, because of the happenings of this year in the summer and the pandemic and the, uh, you know, social shifts of uh, this, of, you know, 2020, conversations happened between the two of us and they led to some pretty interesting i'm you know i guess i don't want to call it finality maybe at some point in time later in life we can come together but in, in on my end it had me thinking like shit like this guy he doesn't actually see the big problems that i see like he would well yeah to, history well with history teachers oftentimes you know they're um, it's tough. I think being a history teacher is tough, in my opinion, because I mean, you 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 have your your set agenda with the textbooks, but I mean, half of them are untruths in many ways, and so you're um, and you're forced to kind of uh, to kind of just like regurgitate that stuff and just kind of and then when some some kid just like says, "Hey, uh, teach, uh, what about that? Is that true? Is are, are you telling us? Are you lying to us?" And like. Okay. What's he gonna say? Like, um, I was only a history major. Those are the, if you want, if I don't have a PhD, so when you go to college, go to college and then ask that to your professor, so that kind of stuff, but anyway. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, if I was an educator, I would encourage, if a student asked a question like, hey, is <clears throat> what you just said about, you know, how the United States invaded Mexico, bullshit. Um, I would say, well, I encourage you to look into that. Like, I can't. Let's take just, the uh, the class outside, children, shall we? <laughs> well, no, but just due to class constraints, I can't actually explore that with you. But if you want to and share it with the class, I would have no problem, no problem allowing that to happen. I think That's a lot of that should be encouraged. Yeah, it's time I, to start. Not not a lot of high school. What was the last school movie you saw? Like a high school, kind of like a, a funny high school movie, or like a 
a romantic high school movie, you know. Where like high school was the backdrop or where high school was the focus? Yeah, where high school, well, no, like the backdrop usually. Well, I mean, or the focus, either one. Um, you know, I, they don't have they don't have those anymore, but like, oh, it's tough they being do a teen. on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, I think it oh, was yeah, they called, do on Netflix. They've shared yeah, I think there. I think it was called To All the Boys or something. The one with their, it's the Asian girl and her sister mails uh, letters to boys that she had a crush on, and then she ends up uh, hooking up with one of them or something like yeah. that. They still have horror movies. I'm glad they have horror movies. Those are good. Are you a big horror guy? Uh, I'm starting to get into it. Um, I'm start well, more so like the horror, well, I like horror movies, period. I like horror movies. However, I, I'm I want to get into like the the old classics and the B movies and uh, Bela Lugosi, Boris Karloff, that kind of stuff. I think um, I think Peacock has all of the old classic uh, monster Universal monster movies, the Val Luton stuff. You got to pay for it, probably. I mean, I think it's five bucks a month. It's not bad. You don't got five bucks a month. Yeah, I, I gotta quit my Hulu account. Switch over. Oh, dude, I love my Hulu account. Oh, you gotta let it go. That's how they get you. Like, oh, it's only five dollars. Well, you've had it for like six years, so they've made up like four hundred dollars off of each person that. that oh, dude, that. no, they got me. I'm, I'm complete. I'm yeah, in. Sucker. Well, here's the thing, though, is my Hulu account. Um, so I have Apple. I have Apple TV. Oh boy. And I get. <laughs> I get everything through Apple TV. And the reason I do that is because I can, I have the family program. So I can put my parents on my family program and then they oh, get cool. yeah. everything that I pay for. Right. Um, and I have it. Now, up do, you have, do you have cable also or? No. No. Okay. Let's see. That's good. I, At least you, that's like your cable. So I guess that's okay. Yeah. I haven't had cable since 2009. Oh, good for you. Yeah. I was a very early court. I'm about to quit my cable. I, I started cable at about 2009. Um, and then I'm about to quit now because um, it's just too much money. And well, the, the thing is, they, they have your, your um, I was hoping that Starlink would come up. And but now apparently Starlink is like, yeah, the who's the uh, the the CEO of, of uh, Tesla or what's his name? Musk. Musk. Yeah, Musk. Apparently now he's saying that it's it's not that good. So it's like, well, you're gonna have to wait a little longer. It's probably not gonna happen. But I was hoping we could I could do that because I I mean, cable just like they for internet they're like, well, if you get cable with your internet, we're gonna give you a good deal. But if you go off your internet, we're gonna charge you more for cable, and then we're gonna offer you a package with your cable where you can get free HBO and it's really cheap for like eighty dollars. And then we're just and in a few months it's up to like one sixty or something. So. I'm hoping to, I'm just going to quit the cable though. I, I don't care what they charge me on the, on my uh, internet. And then we'll, we'll go from there. Anyway, I don't want to talk about that now. But yeah, I mean, if you really surf Netflix, you can find a lot of, <coughs> excuse me. You can find a lot of like younger people stuff. There was a girl well, that B, there's a lot of B, like I, I kind of want to look at these B movies, like from the, uh, you know, a lot of the B horror B movies and see how those are done. 
Does Netflix so. still have the uh, pay for the discs? Uh, yeah, you could do that. Totally. Yeah. Probably do that. That would probably be the I best. Like, I, there was this one uh, Boris Karloff, Billy Lagosa movie, which is awesome, where he had uh, was a doctor, it was some doctor was like taking bodies from the graveyard and, his, and, and he was he's like, Boris, it was awesome. Boris Karloff was just like, yeah, laddie, I'm haunting you, laddie. You will never be rid of me, laddie. And then he's like, no, I'm a doctor. He's like, no, you're just a laddie. <laughs> it was, that was just like really good, powerful, powerful stuff. On my on that perspective, I guess, but yeah, but I think it honestly, we're, we're talking about, we're talking about like a really, yeah, we're talking about getting into that. So I mean, I think w when you have Netflix and Hulu, you don't actually watch these like things. You go back and watch those, those things. I like that here in LA. We have that channel. Um, was it like the digital channel, Channel Thirteen? Was it Channel Thirteen? Oh yeah, um, man! I haven't watched Channel Thirty <laughs> when I was well when we were kids, man. I think Channel Thirteen. No, but it's a, it's it's not Channel Thirteen. It's Channel Thirteen Two. So it's like the movie. movies. Yeah, they had it's all movies. Yeah, HBO Max has a, a ton of because they have the Turner, all the stuff Turner bought back in the eighties. They have a ton of old stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, I think you can hear my uh, fire department down the street. All right. Well, cool. Yeah, we got uh, a lot of movies, a lot of movies to discuss. That's good. And I, I honestly, I think that um, I have, I have like script ideas that I always kind of like to throw out there. But uh, I mean, honestly, you got to write it. I think if you write a like a a book or something or do something that that's how you should kind of get into the scripts not just kind of pitch an idea for a script i think i have to have a book idea i have a lot of story ideas so maybe i can just write a book maybe they have services nowadays where you can stories. i need yeah because you know nowadays people hire people to just like they just like spout off and they help them write the book i need i need one of those people well i mean that's generally at least in the film world that's what the producer does the producer hires the writer right right i like to write a first draft like that's sort of like my goal is to have i mean i do some edits but i want to have a handful of first drafts ready to go so then i can bring in someone and then have them polish it and then <clears throat> right yeah i don't know it's uh I mean, and that's the thing. That's where the producer gets all the strength in Hollywood because the producer can then say, I don't like the storyline. So no, like no, you, you, Mike, are you an actor or um, you're, you're an actor and writer, right? Actor, writer. Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to refer to myself as an actor who writes. Oh, an actor who writes. You're not, a, how about produ production? Are you into producing or becoming a producer? I have the skill set and I've done a fair share of it, but it's not my favorite. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, prefer the creative stuff. The creative stuff is, I don't want to oh, use okay. the fun because production is Cal it's Cal inside. the real world of making movies. It's cutting the deals. It's finding the locations. It's, it's I mean, some people very much enjoy it. Um, I knew a guy who 
He yeah, just had that producer sort of... on the show. Sorry, which they should have a producer on the show. No, absolutely. What's I mean, the, what's the uh, what's the parallel between like a producer in Hollywood versus a producer in the music industry? You think it's similar? To my knowledge, which is very limited, the producer in the music industry is the guy who's actually part of part of the creative process as in they're in the room while the thing is being created so yeah they, they got to be there that's true like they're sitting there with the engineer yeah raise that level lower that level can you add this do reverb like that's it's that it's that, that um, in depth so where, you have to have the yeah you have to have an ear for the music basically well i mean not necessarily an ear but you gotta like be you gotta like listen to the to the music i mean like i feel that, like like i think of a producer like let's say um you know, you're, you're best, you'd like to play basketball, but you're not the most athletic guy. You can become a ref, right? Mm -hmm. Or you can be a, a sports writer, or you can, you know, you can be an announcer, a whole bunch of things, jobs you can have in sports. But uh, so let's say you don't have musical talent. Um, you could get into becoming a producer or an engineer or an audio engineer or, you know, all kinds of avenues oh. also. Yeah. Well, at least like musically, it's more having to do with, so I guess the direct or the closest thing to a direct parallel would be to a music producer would be the movie director. Okay, yeah, I can see that. And then the producer. So the producer's like a director. Yeah, and the record yeah. company executive is more like the, the actual. The record producer. company executive is more like the producer. Or the, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, all right. I think Hollywood producers have to have a lot more, um, they gotta be like, I think it's tougher than than the than the music industry. I think. Yeah, I mean, to be, a movie producer is a different kind of. You almost have to be able to do everything, just in case something goes wrong. Like for yeah. instance, when I was in school, one one of my mentors told me that it's best as a producer to be a good one is to learn how to do everything so you can have a conversation about it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So See, when I went to the when I went to the writers guild, I I I, I kind of was like they had like a cocktail reception and you could see some of the producers were there. So it's like, okay, that's good. I get you get yeah, I had a, like a, an image of what they what it looked like to see them, but I didn't actually get inside of the, I almost did, but that's a different story, but that that's a completely that's a story that for another time, I guess. Of how how I was, I didn't get to, I got to hear Oliver Stone give his famous speech, but and I got to see him afterwards, but I wasn't in the in the ballroom at the time. That was interesting. Yeah, I've been to a few of those WGA. Um, most the, the stuff I've seen the most has been at the Directors Guild. <clears throat> I've seen a few oh, yeah, things. Yeah. When I was in school. No, but this was this was the awards. This was during awards season. Yeah, there's so on um, so so like, I was right? media at that time. I was media, so the media they put the media on like in a, in a separate room, and you can hear what's going on. And they after they've done, they come into and they take some pictures. You know, they're just basically there for the pictures with their with their award. And then they sometimes, if they're nice, they answer some questions. But the thing was, Oliver Stone was there with James Wood, so they just kind of walked off and they didn't talk to anyone 
I've got some good pictures, but you know, that was it. I think Oliver Stone got the Russian vaccine for COVID <laughs> like six months yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Putin. <laughs> I just oh, yeah. I like the fact that Stone, uh, that he goes into to foreign countries, like he talks to the Latin American countries, he talked to Putin. Um, so it's good that he's talking to world leaders because most people don't, uh, they, they don't put these world leaders in the front stage, even though the way that they're, they're they've, you know, the media paints a picture that it's like a world economy and all this, but everything is, is sealed off in the United States um, as far as like what happens. But most of the, a lot of the money is coming from outside. I mean, think of it and all that stuff. And they don't really, they don't, the movies aren't really, don't reflect that really. No one writes movies about that idea about that but there's, it's a, yeah it's, well that's kind of a really boring topic and they like well, i guess you can have a villain who's like uh you know they have the russian villains which is good like the uh the russian billionaire with a posse you know rolling with his posse and helicopters and whatnot but i mean it feels like it would okay. be interesting at least for me um to see if the Americans are the enemy in Russian films. Um, yeah, that's probably won't happen. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't really know any Russian filmmakers. I have two, I have two friends that were born there. They were born in the Ukraine. I haven't seen a lot of Russian movies. There's a lot of, there's Polish movies. I guess Polish movies are big now. Uh, German movies are big and um, Italian, obviously. And in French, but yeah, we don't really see a lot of those movies from Russia, China, Korea. Like, uh, what was that Korean movie that won the Oscars? The Parasite. Parasite. That was a good movie. That was a good movie. Did you like? Okay, now tell really me, tell movie. me what why it spoke to you so much. Um, it just it like it incorporated. Uh, it, it basically there hasn't been a dramatic film with that was. You know that ha that had draw to it hasn't been one like that in a long time and th that was really really good and this was like a really good movie dramatic that had draw to it so i was like yeah totally all right because i mean i thought it was fine i didn't i didn't think it was a bad movie by any means but i didn't see what the big deal was but honestly that's just kind of my way i'm I, yeah i did maybe you should watch more asian movies and then uh yeah i've seen a few asian movies well, kung fu do you like kung fu movies i mean they're okay i mean i've, I've tried getting through a few of the old jackie chan stuff and um oh no jack, jack i don't i think bruce lee bruce lee is more authentic uh jackie chan i guess older jackie chan might be okay but i tried watching a lot of the uh there was some korean films a guy named Wong kar Wai, who's uh good you know but once again like i don't I guess maybe they're, they're so textured that I need to watch them and then watch a video essay with someone who's really like done the deep dive. And then uh, I can yeah. understand. Like there, there was a Wong Kar Wai movie, an old one, I think from the early nineties called Chungking Express that I finally watched the other day. Chungking Express, interesting. Yeah, and um, it's it's a bunch of small stories sort of interwoven. Oh, that's good. Like like a Quentin Tarantino situation, sort of. I I, I guess. Um, and uh, 
so I watched it and I was kind of like, okay, cool. Like, I'm glad I saw it, but I, you know, at no point was I ever like, whoa. And then I watched a video essay maybe a year ago that talked about that movie. And after doing that, I had a much greater appreciation because I wasn't picking up the things that this person was. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, well, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. So now let's see. I mean, it, to be honest with you, I you know there's a lot of discussion about, you know, the me generation, narcissism that currently exists, and I don't not agree with it, but a lot of it that came from it was the amount of stuff on YouTube that is, at least in my opinion, legitimately discusses art and film in a way that if you know you go to a class and it'll cost you money and time but this person can like break it down like when i was teaching my class if there was stuff that i didn't have a strong hold on i would go to like a studio binder and, oh i guess my hey, dog uh, i would go all to right a well i think we're, we're about ready to cut this short but yeah thanks mike for joining us on this uh on this podcast we really appreciate you coming on and and giving us your hollywood wisdom imparting Hollywood wisdom to us um but yeah, yeah good, no luck problem, in your, good luck in uh hopefully you find some uh some gigs and and, and whatnot and become a uh, successful Hollywood story well thanks man I, uh, yeah it's always fun talking to you uh anytime you want to uh discuss let me know hey, totally man all right we'll talk to you later all right man peace all right Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. My name is Paul LeVon, and this is Thoughts and Everything. This episode is brought to you by Redmond Life. Simple, clean, and real. Redmond Life products include real salt, relight, organic seasoning, earth paste, earth powder, Redmond clay, and Redmond apparel. Available at a natural food store near you or at redmondlife.com. Also available on our website, maverickneweshound.com.